T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Yang, the offensive rebound. And oh! Clear some space on the wall, kids! Thank you, Kate Scott and Allah Abdel Nabi. That was probably the dunk of the year last night. Offensive rebound off of a foul shot. Early in the game, Joel Embiid missed the uh, second of a pair of free throws, which the ball came loose and unleashed one of the one of the great poster dunks we have ever seen. Uh, good morning, everybody. I'm Glenn Mack now, joined by my pal Ray Dinger. It is, among other things, a Super Bowl Sunday. We're going to get deep into discussion of that throughout the morning and uh, talk about those Sixers last night and the trade that they made. Good morning, Ray. How was the how was the snowy walkover? Oh, it wasn't so bad. It's a pretty pretty light, fine snow. Not too not too tough. Streets in Center City, the streets are clear and just a little wet. Sidewalks are fine. So got some uh you know, got a little light powder on the grass in Rittenhouse Square. It's kinda of pretty atmospheric. So uh, uh it was a very easy walk and you know, Super Bowl Sunday has uh just has kind of a nice feel to it. I'm uh I this is a I always get I always get fired up for this day, so uh, I'm I'm ready to go. I I enjoyed the Hurricane Schwartz report. That was really good. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> a lot different than yesterday, and then it's going to get up to sixty in the, during the week. So. Yeah, yep. Yeah, there yep. you go. Uh, we are going to get into the Super Bowl very soon, and right in this segment. But I do want to go over what was a just a really nice win for the Sixers last night. Most importantly, Joel Embiid has the has the triple double of forty points, Ray. 14 rebounds and 10 assists as they beat Cleveland. Uh, and Cavaliers is a good team, by the way. Um, Sixers 2-0 and since the James Harden trade. And Ray was only the fourth time in franchise history that somebody had uh, 40 points and 10-plus rebounds and assists. This is not going to be a tough one for you. The other three times were all done by the same guy, and his name was? <laughs> oh, I'm guessing it's uh, Will Chamberlain. And the last time was 44 years ago when Will <laughs> – listen to this. Listen to this box score. 44, it was March uh, 1968. Will, uh, playing for the Sixers against the Lakers, put up 53 points, 32 rebounds, and 14 assists. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's so, – um, you know, we, we had a, a week or two ago you and I were talking about this, and – People were talking about the season that Embiid was having and how dominant it's been in, in you know in so many ways and um, people were starting to ev- evoke the name of Will Chamberlain and beginning beginning tentatively to make those kinds of comparisons as you know of of Embiid to Will Chamberlain and you know I mean I I kind of what I you asked me and I just said well I wouldn't compare him to Wilt now. 
because Wilt had a, a career that I think kind of stands apart from almost any player that's ever played. But I said he's doing things now that are very Wilt-like. I yeah. think it's fair to say that. And last night was a perfect example. There aren't a whole lot of guys that have played in the NBA that can have a game the way he had a game last night. That was that, <laughs> That's one that people are going to be talking about for a long, long time. Yeah. Uh, and we are we are watching the peak of a career. We are, well, maybe even not, but you know, we are watching a season for the ages. It is a it, yeah. Wilt stood alone, but it's a it's a Wilt dominant season. It's an Iverson exciting season. It's a it's a Julius highlight season all in one, uh, and it is such a pleasure to watch. And and I don't know where the team is going to go this year. We'll get to that, but just watching. Uh, Joel Embiid in his prime is something, you know, Jared Allen, who's the Cavs center, is good, is having a really good year. And Embiid destroyed him. And the Sixers had a big win with a short lineup. You know, they're 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 still down guys. Harden didn't play. We'll get to him in a moment. Uh, the Cavs were 35 and 21 going in. So you beat one of the teams ahead of you in the standings. Right. Which is really impressive. And Ray, obviously, it's a great example of why Embiid is is to me the MVP front runner, and why the Sixers, um, Daryl Morey, so desperately wanted to get Harden to help win the title right now. Yeah, I, I really don't even think that the MVP thing is even much of a discussion at this point. To be honest with you, I mean, I, I you know, at the at the risk of sounding very provincial and saying I'm, you know, I'm talking about the local guy. To me, it's it's not even really close. I mean, the season that he's having, uh, and you're seeing more and more awareness of that nationally as you read national writers and people in other cities i mean they're all kind of coming around to the fact that yeah Embiid's the mvp and that's you know that's what really that's what really drove this trade was the idea that uh, this guy's a really special player having the greatest year of his career maybe the greatest year he's ever going to have so it makes perfect sense to to put the best possible team around him and give him the best chance of winning the championship because those opportunities don't come around every year you know Correct. but it's there it's there now when you have the best player in the league which they have at the moment, then it's sort of incumbent upon the management to try and put the best team around them so you give your best chance of winning the championship. And they've done that. And we don't know, you know, we don't know where this thing is going to go with James Harden. We really don't. We can all speculate and guess and hope. But the fact of the matter is they're clearly a better team today than they were a week ago. And um, right now, I mean, you'd probably make them co-favorites in the East and to get to the finals. And then once you get in the finals, anything can happen. Yeah, well, that's exactly right. I mean, it's, you know, you think about the Eagles season in, you know, four years ago when, hey, you know, they did really well, but they were underdogs in every postseason game they played, and they ended up bringing home the Super Bowl trophy. So that is correct. If the, if the Sixers end up one of the top teams in the East, come out of the East, anything can happen. And it's just Embiid is so much fun to watch, and he's fun, and he's funny, and he's mature, and he when he speaks, he speaks wisdom, and it's it's just you know every once in a while it's a privilege to watch an athlete and, and when he's in our town, and Embiid is that guy right now. Um, just last thing on this on Harden arrived yesterday, uh, Ray. I know you're not on social media, but after our show, all of social media just was a buzz and a blaze. As Daryl Morey goes to the airport, and Harden arrives in a little plane and gets off, and they embrace, and I think Morey puts up something like "New Era about to begin," and it was it. He is here, um, and they showed him last night during the game. They had a little video of his highlights, and then in the end, he's wearing a Sixers jersey on, on the video screen, and the place just went crazy, as you can imagine. Mm-hmm. 
no date yet set for the debut. Uh, he's got to get cleared in terms of his health. And um, Doc Rivers said, it was said, like, is he going to have to practice before you play him? And Doc Rivers kind of chuckles at practice. Well, he didn't quite do the Iverson, but he basically said, <laughs> you know, <laughs> as soon as he can put on a uniform, he's coming in. Yeah, I would say talking so. Talking about practice. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> no. Doc Rivers did not do that. But, you know, the, but we talked about this a little bit yesterday. Um, and this is it, – it's on Doc now. Yeah. It, you know, Daryl Morey, yeah. Morey did what general managers are supposed to do, which is go get, go get the best players and give yourself, give yourself a chance. But now, you know, he's, he's handed this team over to Doc Rivers with not a whole lot of time to put the pieces together knowing full well what the expectation is now and the stakes having been raised. And now all eyes turn to Doc Rivers and say, okay, Doc, here's the team. Make it work. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. By the way, Tyrese Maxey with 24 points last night, 9 for 14. Uh, and He's Doc just getting said better and better. He is getting better and better. And Doc said that uh, his plan is to start Maxey and Harden at the same time. So Harden's going to take the ball up the court, which he's a better ball handler than Maxey and Boy, I just, I, it it really seems to me like they're in a good spot right now. I mean, you know, this is, this is this is good for everybody in the lineup. This this helps everybody. So it is going to be a lot of fun. Now, tonight, six thirty kickoff, Rams versus Bengals. Ray, a hundred million plus people will watch this game. Uh, it's on NBC this year. Al Michaels, Chris Collingsworth, in the booth. Um, let's, uh, let's start the show, uh, focus on the quarterbacks, if we may. So, um, let's go with Joe Burrow first. Uh, well, go ahead. You, you just kind of give me your breakdown and then I, I will ask you some questions about, uh, about Burrow. Uh, okay. Well, <laughs> where do you begin with this guy? Uh, he has, um, uh, he's, he's, he's sort of the marquee figure in this game, which is kind of amazing. I, I think, I mean, when Joe Casual fan thinks about the Super Bowl or when they tune in tonight, I mean, the camera's going to be on Joe Burrow constantly. Um, and that's, that's saying something for a guy that's still just really at the very beginning of his NFL career. But, you know, you're talking about a guy that, you know, won the state championship as a high school player in Ohio, w- wins the national championship as a college player at LSU, uh, on one of the on one of the best college football teams I've ever seen was that LSU team that he that he quarterbacked that year, uh, and now he's in the NFL and he's got an opportunity to win a Super Bowl <laughs> at, at this point in his career. Um, and I I don't think you know that's none of it's a fluke. I mean the guy really is that good. Um, I I really when I saw him play in college I really felt like I was watching a special player. And uh, I can't say that I expected him to have this kind of success this soon. Um, but you watch him week in and week out, and you watch the things that he's done with this team, um, the way he's taken charge of this team, and the way he's made every aspect of this team better. And I'm including the coaches when I say that. Um, you realize that he's just an extraordinary talent. Uh, and coupled with the fact that he's done this behind an offensive line that I'm going to be charitable when I say this, that is mediocre. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, they aren't even really that, but I'm going to be charitable and give them the benefit of the doubt that they're playing in the Super Bowl, and I'll go as far as mediocre. But if you if you actually watch them, um, man for man, and you break them down, they're they're just not very good. Yeah, well, he got sacked what nine times in that Titans game. Yeah, and he got sacked. You know, he got sacked fifty five times over the fifty one times over the course of the season. Um, but he did he did a a really rare double. 
Uh, and this, and this, I think there's a lot of there's a million statistics out there, especially as they apply to quarterbacks. But uh, and some of them have more merit than others. But the, it's a very rare combination that a guy leads the NFL in completion percentage and average yards per attempt. You know, there are a lot of guys that can complete. So you're saying he's not Sam Bradford? No, I'm, what I'm saying is he is not Sam Bradford. <laughs> Sam had what, like 71 completion, 71 percent completion percentage one year, each for five yards? Right, pretty yeah. much. And that's you know, I mean, if you look in the Eagles, if you look in the Eagles' uh, all-time statistics, highest completion percentage for a season, those kinds of things. Sam Bradford's up there in all of them. But yeah. you know, he he never he never scored touchdowns. He no, never won games. Sam. Yeah. But this guy led the league in completion percentage and led the league in average yards really per attempt. Great. So that that's I mean that's that's a very very rare double. I don't know that I've ever seen that before. I think I think that uh, you, you, I mean you might have to go back. Brady might have done it one year, but uh, to to do it uh, to do it right now at this stage of your career is pretty remarkable. So that's Joe Burrow, and then. You know, Matthew Stafford is Wait, a different... Before you get, before you get to Stafford, because the, the one question I have for Burrow, and I, and I guess you probably answered it already, but it is the, this is the interesting thing that I'm curious to see, which is, is this finally the moment that's too big for him, right? He, he won the Heisman Trophy. He won the national championship. You mentioned that LSU team. Uh, he was this year NFL Comeback Player of the Year after he ripped up his shredded his ACL last year. Uh, and he has taken a franchise that was just dead in the water for decades to the Super Bowl. So, to me, the angle, the 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 whole, the storyline is: is this is this another another tier that he ascends? Is this another great step that he climbs, or is this where he finally stumbles? That's that's the story I'm really looking for today. Yeah, and um, I mean that's you know that that's the great unanswered question, and we'll find out later on today. I will say this: uh, if he struggles tonight. And the Bengals do not win. And clearly, if he struggles, they will not win. Uh, it won't be because of what you just said, that the moment was too big for him. Mm-hmm. He can handle the moment. I don't know that he can handle the Rams' defense. You know, I mean, yeah. you, saw, I mean right. you saw last year, you know, we all know what Patrick Mahomes is. I mean, we've all seen how brilliant Patrick Mahomes is. And you saw what happened last year in the Super Bowl when he went into that game against that Tampa Bay defense with a with an offensive line that was missing both of its tackles. And, you know, Patrick Mahomes was running for his life the whole game. Um, that could very well be how this game breaks down tonight. It won't be because he goes out there and freezes, which is really kind of what happened if you look back at the Jared Goff Super Bowl um, when, the Rams, when the Rams went to the Super Bowl and only got three points. Um, I mean, if you saw Jared Goff, he was just terrified yeah. the entire game. Uh, and once, once he froze up, which he clearly did right at the beginning of the game. They had no chance. Well, I'm not saying that that um, Matt. Uh, I'm not saying that uh, Joe Burrow, Burrow is going to. Yeah, I'm not saying that Joe Burrow is a cinch to win this game. But if he doesn't win the game, it won't be because he, he didn't have he didn't have the uh, the fortitude or the guts to win it. I mean, he's got plenty of that. I just yeah. don't know if he has the offensive line. Stuff to front do it of him if Aaron Donald is the, that will allow him to do that. Shoulders, right? Yeah, uh, boy, and it's funny because you mentioned Mahomes. The AFC is just loaded with that young those young quarterbacks. That to me is the story of the NFL over the next three, four, five years. Yeah, it's really the difference between the two conferences. I mean, yeah. the NFC has got all these veteran quarterbacks. And the AFC is just loaded with all these great young quarterbacks, and it really is—it really is a very, very clear distinction. But the AFC is—I uh, mean—they're poised to play some really exciting football for the next few years with these guys under center. 
All right, so let's look at the Rams. Um, even before last year's Super Bowl, the Rams realized that Jared Goff was not their guy. They made the trade. I forgot this. They made the trade last year before the Super Bowl. Sent Goff, was I think, two first-round draft picks and something else to Detroit. Got Matthew Stafford, who I think you said yesterday had languished for a decade in Detroit. And now here comes his moment, Ray. Yeah, um, and he's coming into this game in a whole different in a in a whole different sort of vehicle than uh, than than Joe Burrow. And uh, I, I've I've always been a Matt Stafford guy. I saw him play at Georgia. I thought he was really really talented. I wasn't surprised at all. He was the first player picked in the draft. He should have been. I thought that he was that good. And then he winds up getting picked by Detroit. And that's you know that's what happens to some young quarterbacks. You know if they're that good, they're at the top of the draft. And the teams at the top of the draft are very often teams that are hapless and helpless. And, you know, we kind of see Trevor Lawrence maybe has found that situation in Jacksonville. Maybe Doug Peterson can change that. But certainly Matthew Stafford found it in Detroit, and there was no escaping it. For a decade, he was stuck with a team that never gave him, never gave him the team, never gave him the organization, never gave him the coaching, never gave him the direction that he had a chance to win. Finally, he gets traded to the Rams and makes all the difference in the world in that team. I mean, he's he is still – it's interesting. He is still – a, uh, very much a gunslinger, which uh, is, which comes back to bite him a lot. I mean, if you look this year, I mean, he did throw 17 interceptions, and um, it's very rare that a guy leads the league in interceptions and is quarterbacking in the Super Bowl. Those two, those two things yeah. don't usually go hand in hand, but they did in this case. Now he he had them in a bunch in a stretch, kind of in the middle of the season, when frankly he played very poorly. Um, but at the end of the year, he he started playing better. And he's played quite well in the postseason. And he knows what this means. I mean, this may be this may be his – Joe Burrow – you look at Joe Burrow and you feel like this guy's going to have multiple chances to win a Super Bowl. This is not going to be Joe Burrow's last rodeo, I don't believe. Could be for Matt Stafford. So, I mean, he's fully aware of what this opportunity represents. It's an opportunity for him to go out and totally rewrite his chapter in the NFL history book uh, to go there and – and, you know, he saw what Tom Brady did last year. He saw Tom Brady went to a new team and won a Super Bowl in his first year. He's trying to do that, too. Nice. All right. Uh, let me just set up the show a little bit. We'll get a phone call or two in here at the top. 215-592-9494. 215-592-9494. Well, the two subjects we opened with are probably going to dominate the show, of course. We will talk about the Super Bowl. Ray's going to give you all the X's and O's, and we've got all kinds of other little Super Bowl odds and ends to discuss. And the Sixers are the story right now following the trade uh, and where they are headed right now. You want to talk about uh, the Flyers or baseball or whatever, we'll certainly be happy to take the call as well. We're going to talk to Jeff McClain of the Inquirer. He is out at the Super Bowl. Going to get him at noon and 11. Mark Zumoff, the 28-year voice of the Philadelphia 76ers, will discuss. Uh, will call us and we'll discuss all nature of that. And by the way, just uh, one more thing before we go the phones, Ray. Uh, I got uh, um, outstanding, tremendous feedback yesterday on our conversation with Dick Vermeil, newest member of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Yeah, that was a real highlight. It was a real highlight. First of all, being able to get him yesterday was great, and your long-standing relationship with him really made that possible. And, and secondly, the the candor, the honesty um, that he spoke with, you know, just the the open emotion, and quite frankly, you getting emotional at the end of that. It was it was it was a really it was a very special fifteen minutes for the show, Ray. Oh, that's that's cool. I heard a lot of people checked in with me afterwards, and um, and, <laughs> and said. 
you were kind of getting you were kind of choked up there at the end, weren't you? And I said, uh, oh, you know, I, I I didn't know that it came across, but I guess that it oh, did. Yeah. Uh, you're a little verklempt there. Yeah, but you know we, uh, hey, listen, I, I go back a long way with that guy, you know, yeah. from 1976, from when he first walked in the door as the coach of the Eagles all the way up to today. And uh, um, I just have the utmost respect for him. And I am, I am just absolutely thrilled that he got his call to Canton because that is so, so well-deserved. I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait for that speech. That's going to be that's going to be one for the ages, no question about it. It's going to be an all-timer. 215-592-9494. Will in New Jersey starts us off. Will, you're on with Glenn and Ray. How you doing? Hi guys, how are you? All right. Hey, I just wanted to echo what you were saying is, you know, I didn't get a chance to listen to the show yesterday live. I ended up listening to it last night around 10 o'clock, and I got I got so choked up and the questions that you guys asked coach was just unbelievable yeah he um it was really nice that he found the time for us i mean there's so much there's so much going on with him right now i mean he's out in los angeles now and there's i'm sure he's he's got a million requests and people are pulling on him to go this way and go that way and you know the fact that he carved out some time for us um 9 a.m west coast time i'm really grateful and you know uh i knew what this meant to him i you know he was not a guy that campaigned for it he wasn't a guy that uh, you know asked people to write letters for him. I mean, that's that's just not him. But yeah. he he really this was something that he really wanted, and I know it means the world to him and Carol and you know Richard and David and Nancy and all the grandchildren. I mean, there this is this is a huge huge moment, and it is so well deserved. It's you know it's nice to see a nice guy finish first. You know, it really is. I know, and I remember being a kid when they lost the Super Bowl in '81, and then in 2000 when he won that. It, it was almost part of me was like it's almost like the Eagles had won, and the mm-hmm. fact that he remembered all those guys and you know your relationship with him, Rain. You got me a little choked up yesterday, so I, you know I had to call today, and you guys did such a great job with that, and I appreciate you giving me a couple minutes of your time. Well, thank you. Thanks, Will. Uh, appreciate that. I, I do appreciate it. And I, I will tell you this, Ray, and I think this sums up a lot. So after he is named to the Hall of Fame earlier this week, um, the three teams for whom he coached, the Eagles, the Rams, and the Chiefs, all put up on social media, you know, congratulations to the coach with a picture of him and, uh, you know, so on. And uh, I, I am taking this on faith because somebody told me this. I didn't look this up myself, but i I have no reason to doubt this is true. Um, when something goes up on social media, people will like it, retweet it, you know, give it a thumbs up, whatever, okay, on various social media. Mm-hmm. The number of Eagles fans, people who responded to the Eagles tweets, Instagram uh, entries, was like five times the number of people from the Rams or the Chiefs. And he won the Super Bowl with the Rams. <laughs> yeah, he did. But the people in Philadelphia or the people who are Eagles fans are the ones who are excited about it. Yeah. Well, you know what? I, I guess the Rams have an excuse. They kind of left St. Louis in the interim, so maybe that plays into it. But he coached this team 40 years ago, and people still embrace him like that. It's a special relationship. It's a lifetime relationship. Yeah, he's still he's still on billboards in the city and, and always will be. And I think the... Well, there are two two reasons for that. Number one was he came in here and took over the Eagles. The people in this city love this football team. You and I have talked about the fact that Philly is really a football town, and it clearly is. Oh, sure. And But you look at what that team was in 1975, 1976. 
I mean, they that was I mean that was Skid Row. I mean, it was I mean that was as bad as it gets. <laughs> and the fans here, and the fans here had almost given up hope. They really had. I mean, the team was at the bottom. They had traded away all their drafts for like the next five years, and there was a feeling that we'll you know we'll never get it. We're in a we'll never get out of this hole. And Dick came in and <laughs> in three years' time changed the whole thing around. And in year five, had him in the Super Bowl. And and then everybody kind of watched the meltdown happen. And everybody there was there was a tremendous amount of sympathy and empathy for what he went through because everybody knew that it was the way he was working and building the team was what took that toll on him. Yeah. So when he stepped away. He stepped away, but he never left Philadelphia. I mean, he mm-hmm. stayed here, made this his home. Even though he coached the Rams, this remained his home. He coached the Chiefs, this remained his home. He's here. He's made it very clear he never wants to live anywhere else. Uh, and the people here have just embraced him as, first of all, a great Philly guy, which he has certainly become. And secondly, the guy that just changed changed the arc of football in Philadelphia. I mean, this, this team was going absolutely nowhere, and Dick almost single-handedly turned it around. And from that time on, really, from the Vermeil years and pretty much up to today, the Eagles have been a pretty good franchise. And Dick Vermeil's the guy that put them on the path to that. Nicely said. 215-592-9494. We will have some Eagles talk. We'll have Super Bowl talk. Sixers, uh, Bob and Ed are hanging. They'll come up next. If you want to join them, 215-592-9494. Ray Dinger, Glenn Mack now on a snowy Sunday Super Bowl morning in the Delaware Valley on 94 WIP. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.